Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Alan and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Alan Jerry's post-game podcast. No, here we go. Let's do a podcast. Why not? It's another nice day. It's a Tuesday is what they say. Al, what's up? It's a Tuesday, Jerry. I actually have a story that I had on the show sheet that I didn't get to today. And uh, Boomer and Geo, I guess, showed no interest. Maybe it was too vague on a, on a, a one-sentence thing on the show sheet. But you could have Googled it and seen it. But it seemed interesting to me. I actually didn't see your show sheet today. So there's a pair of twins, adult men who have the website twins.com. Oh, okay. Which they have had since 1995. Now, Major League Baseball and all of the leagues have slowly over the years gotten the names of all their teams to be used. Now, I believe the New York Giants have giants.com. Right. So the San Francisco Giants don't have that. Right. And then, by the way, the Jets have newyorkjets.com because jets.com is a private I believe a, a, a jet company. Okay. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And maybe they tried to make a deal with those people. At some point, I think the NFL and Major League Baseball, perhaps the other leagues as well, wanted to have the same, like the team name as the as their website. They wanted uniformity. So this twins, these guys that had twins.com, they actually said they got it for free back when I'm websites sure. were just coming out. I'm sure. Somebody knew them. They were twins. Which seemed like a cool idea. Yeah, and they never did anything with it. And yet they never they wouldn't sell it to the twins. At one point, they were offered $750,000. And they said no to that. And they said no to that. Now, the article did not say what they got for it. But now the twins will have twins.com. So what did they have? Minnesotatwins.com? I don't know what they had uh, for it. I would think. I mean, what else would you? you, Yeah. What else would it be? MLBTwins.com. Maybe they should have done that. MLBYankees.com. Well, I think they all, I think all the um, sites default 
too. If I'm not mistaken. I oh, yeah. I knew what you're saying. Like, but when you Yankees.mlb.com. Yeah, yeah. But they want you to make it easy for the user to just sure. write Yankees.com. So if I go to Yankees.com, because now you have me curious. Yeah. Yankees.com goes to MLB.com slash Yankees. What, uh, do Twins.com now. Yeah, okay. So Twins.com. I would think. What was it? Yeah. Twins.com. Goes to MLB.com slash okay, twins. So they've converted that already. Yeah. <clears throat> My friend Paul, I told you, he, whenever. Uh, MLB.com slash Paul. <laughs> whenever we would discuss, like, if you ho- had to go back and do it all over again, knowing what you know now in yeah. life, he always goes, I wish I were a cyber squatter. Squatting on, uh, just, on domains. Just grabbing all the domain names when uh, the internet first came out. Yeah. And you'd then be try worth to. The fortune. <laughs> just sell them back to people. So funny, though. The. Notion of earning your wealth mm-hmm. or getting lucky. Yeah. And trust me, if you on your Jackpocket app won $8 million tomorrow. Yes. Tremendous. Good for you. I'm you're not giving it back. Don't misunderstand I'm what I'm saying. I'll and I think it. I do think there are some people out there that would prefer to just win the lottery rather than work for it. And again, I would never give it back. Don't misunderstand what I'm saying. But I think there's something very rewarding about building a business or a huge career and really earning the money. And at the end of the day saying, you know what? I did that better than most. Again, end of the day, $10 million is $10 million. Who cares how you got it as long as you don't steal it. But I do think it's a little bit more rewarding that way. For sure. And if somewhere along the way in that career of yours, you got lucky... That's well, for part sure, of it. 100%. Part of the, luck is part of any career. Right. And part of any success. There is some luck and some timing and then Timing's a lot of everything. hard work. But that's different than just getting a scratch-off lottery ticket. And, hey, right. Look at this. I made $8 million. <laughs> well, okay, good for you. Yeah. You didn't earn it, but okay. That's great. Look you ever, at you. You ever watch on the HGTV channel, My Lottery Dream yes, Home? Yes, I have. What's amazing is how fast the money goes if you ever... Oh, Yeah. That's actually scary. Yeah, and because they're not dealing with people who've won twenty four million dollars. The most I've seen on there is somebody who won five million dollars, right, which is like two and a half million. Yeah, but most of the people on there is like, I did a scratch off. I won seven hundred thousand dollars, and then they're getting like an okay house, right? I mean, because I, it's not a lot of money yeah. after, after taxes, right? What's interesting about that show is it's been on for a number of years now, and the host gets more and more tattoos, so. As the seasons... You oh, that's could, the guy, right? Yeah, you can tell how old the show is based on how many... The tattoo uh, pro- progression. Yeah, because right. like he has them now up like tigers on his neck. I heard for 2023, his face is gone. Wow. That's what I'm <laughs> going to tune into. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, I forget Huge his name. tattoo guy. I forget, big tattoo guy. Yeah. Yeah, I forget his name, but... You know what uh, tattoo I've become, I've come to really like on a girl specifically? Oh. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. But one behind the ear. Yeah. I don't know why. I think that's cool. I'm with you on that. Small little tattoo behind the earlobe. Yes. It's neat. Sexy. It is. It is. I think it's cool. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. That's it. That's all you got? That's all I got. What is it usually of? It's something tiny. It could be anything like a a little design. can be like a letter. can be, it's a, yes, a star as you certainly see. Little rose is Mm -hmm. one thing. I know. That rose can be put in different places, but I <laughs> there is cool. You know what I see a lot also uh, the living near the beach is a lot of younger women have like writing down their down sides. their sides. Yes, yeah. I always wonder like what's that about? 
Yeah. Well, on my back, I wrote people are garbage. <laughs> in, in script. Re- oh, in script, so it's beautiful. Oh, the Declaration of Independence. It's very beautiful, but people are garbage. We, the people of the United States. Are trash. Are trash. <laughs> and seemingly proud to be it, too. Yeah. I often wonder, like... And a lot of times it's written sideways yeah. on them. So if uh, they're like top to bottom, or no, sometimes I see it the other way, oh, where wrapped around their back to their stomach. No, like, like still down the side, but they would have to be laying down in order to read. Oh, it. I gotcha. May Gotta I, hurt. May I read your tattoo? Hi. May I? Do you think there are men that have tattooed their penis? Yes. For real. For real. For sure. That's taking a lot of faith or putting a lot of faith into the tattoo artist, is it not? Yeah. Plus, if I were getting a tattoo, my schween would be so trying to hide. The the doctor, the tattoo artist would have to be like... Stretching it. Yeah. And pulling it. With tweezers at that point. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Jeez. Moving it aside with tweezers. Okay. And then you, it's not going to look the same when you're all shriveled when up. When it's standing at attention. And then when it's standing at attention or right. somewhere in between. Unless like they're that good that they can do the art knowing that it's going to expand. Yeah, or you have to pick something that would look good shriveled up or expanded. <laughs> like Which might snake. be the first thing that looks good shriveled <laughs> or expanded. Yeah. Interesting. So that's tattoo oh, artist. Yeah, it, that's and I know there's the show on one of those channels about my tattoo life or whatever it's called. Yeah. Ink or Inc. LA they have Inc. a couple. They have a couple of them. There are several of them. I think it's interesting what goes on in those places. And I've always wondered how many people walk in after drinks. Yeah, that's got to be big business on a Friday night at 11 p.m. Especially in an area where there are bars, right? So yeah, in New Orleans. Sure. You know, Las Vegas. And people are losing their minds doing stupid things yeah, and like, all over the tattoo. place. I know. And then you wind up picking something that you would have never have picked because you were wasting it. It seemed like a tremendous idea at the time. Yippers. Yeah. I always wonder how people, I guess it's got to be word of mouth. Like, how do you pick a tattoo artist? It's got to be word of mouth, I would think, because... Well, not well. You got these reviews now online too. By the way, that's true. And you love a good review. I, and love I think the most review. people would. And that would be one thing if I saw a tattoo artist that had seven hundred reviews, and six hundred and eighty of them were really good. I wouldn't worry about the other twenty. Now, if they were fifty-fifty, I'm moving on. Yeah, you know, because that's uh, that seems a little dicey to me. I also think like if you found the most popular tattoo place in a cool city, that would work. Like Asbury Park. Whatever the most popular tattoo place in Asbury Park seems like that'd be a cool place. You're probably in good shape. Santa yeah. Monica. Santa Monica, yeah. Find the most... That actually sounds cool just to say, mm, got this tattoo in Santa yes. Monica. Right, you can't get a tattoo in your local town. No. You've got to... You can, but it does, there's no good story to it. Right, you've got to be able to... If you're only going to get one tattoo. For the people that have a lot of tattoos, you get one in your hometown, right. you get one in Vegas, you get one in New Orleans. But... I agree. Yeah, you want to have a cool If I'm getting a, a cool tattoo, it's going, it's going to be in California. Yeah. Or Miami. That could be fun. Yeah, something cool. Yeah. Absolutely. I remember we were at one of the Super Bowls. And you were going to get a tattoo. No, I was with uh, Craig and Kim. Okay. And they were going to get tattoos. And it sounded like a pretty good idea at the time, but I didn't do it. I think they just got like, 
like a tattoo of a ring. Yeah, right, or right. Something right. like that. That like seems kind of remember. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know what I would have gotten. The only tattoo I ever th- considered in my entire life, I would have been a, a big regretful one, was uh, many, many years ago in the in the late 80s. I always thought it would be cool to get the late night with David Letterman logo on my arm. I think that would have been the worst thing in the world. Well, now it would look retro. Yeah, but that's all it would look. It wouldn't look terrible. Maybe I'll go get it now then. Like when you see, and I guess I'm getting, we're getting to the age where I'm starting to see it. When you go to the supermarket or any store or wherever you're at, and you see a woman in her 70s, yeah. like there was a woman, you know, I like to go to Dearborn Farms. There was a, in Homedale, there was a woman shopping in there. She was actually outside, I guess you call it the nursery, where all the shrubs are and everything. And she had a snake tattoo. Now her skin was, I'm not being a jerk, but it's what it was. It was wrinkly. It was, she clearly was early 70s, mid 70s. Skin was kind of wrinkly. She just, she didn't look like she was in the best of health. And she had a snake tattoo that went up her right arm and kind of came up to her, up her shoulder. And you could see the head of the snake up on the lower part of her neck. It looked ridiculous. Like, you're a, you could be a great grandmother. You look silly. But at some point, she was a badass chick. She, I'm not saying, and I'm not saying she still wasn't. I'm just saying it looked silly at that point. Now, there's no reason you can't get tattoos. But something like that, I mean, I don't know. I would want to think through that a little bit more. Before I put a snake up my neck, yeah, like that's a weird thing. Like, how do they? How did she pick that? No idea. And it was, and it, you could tell it was the same tattoo sketch because it was the same colors. You saw it right under her sleeve, and it was obvious that it was a snake. And then you saw the head of the snake just at the lower part of her neck, coming out of her collar. Sounds like she was hanging around with some bikers back in the day. Uh, maybe, maybe she's a snake lover. <laughs> that sounded weird. <laughs> And clearly, it was said clearly for an Eddie drop. Maybe she's a snake lover. Yeah, that's... Uh, okay, my bad. <laughs> that's pretty funny. Yeah, I always think back to, like, 1983 when I used to love Ozzy Osbourne, and he got those tattoos. For the record, that's almost 40 years ago. Yeah. Oh, my God. And he got that big blue dragon head on his chest. He had, like, some hooded demon-looking thing on his other chest. He's got to take his shirt off a night and be like, what? Am I doing? Well, he'll still in concert. Does he take yeah. his shirt off? And yeah, and they're still. So I guess he's healthy again. I guess so, because he looked pretty good at that uh, Rams uh, halftime. And he's doing another show now where they move back to London. So I guess they're okay. Glad to hear it because she posted that thing about a month or two ago. Hey, pray for Ozzy. Right, he's having a procedure. All right, well. That doesn't sound good. It did not sound good. No, terrible. I hope Ozzy lives forever. Yeah, well, none of us are. Forever. Which is really sad when you think about it that. It is sad. I do wonder, uh, contemplate death, you know, like, where do they go? Like, where did that person go? Like, he was here yesterday. Where is he now? Right. Right. Well, I mean, how many times do we have this conversation? A lot. You know? Every day for how many years Imus was in these studios? Not these, but you get the point. Yeah. And now he's no longer. Like, where is Imus right now? Gone. Like, he's just gone. Hmm. It's sad. It really is sad. Seems like he's somewhere else. We just don't know how to get to him. Yes. I don't, I don't know. It was like, so I watched the Elvis movie. I watched two movies over the weekend, believe it or not. How about me? I watched the Elvis movie mm-hmm. on HBO Max. Okay. And I watched the um, Johnny Cash movie, which I'd never seen before. Walk the Line oh, with yeah. Reese Witherspoon. I, watched, I saw that when it first came out on like DVD or whatever it was. 
And it was very saddened as you watch it because you start getting into the, and I know it's a movie, but I also know it's based on his real life. And at the end, as they finally get together as a couple, then they, you know, then they write and print on the, on the screen for the crawl at the end. And you know what, after years of being infatuated with themselves, but never crossing the line, they did get together. They got married. They had one kid. And then after all these years of touring and success and money and all, she passes away and he dies four months later. Johnny Cash. And all of a sudden, Johnny Cash, and I forget her name. June Carter Cash. Yes. All of a sudden, they're gone. They're gone. That's it. Like their their music lives on. And that's the cool thing about being famous is that yes. when you're gone, you're not really as gone as us schlubs. <laughs> You'll have all these podcasts that live on, Jerry. True, but it's just, you're watching it like, man, so as they were going through life every day, did they just take every day for granted thinking they were going to be Johnny Cash and June Carter Cash until eternity? And all of a sudden it's over. Like, it's just done. Like, have you ever thought, like, this is an interesting question. (laughs) Have you ever thought about, like, when the last time you might speak to your sisters will be? Have you ever thought of, Maybe that was the last time that you have sex and you don't, you don't realize it at the time, but like, maybe that's it. Maybe me and Gina, you and Gina go dry from this point forward and you realize like six years has gone by. Is that it? You know, have I spoken to my sister for the last time? Have I, you don't know. Right. Everything's taken for granted. Everything. The only thing in that realm I don't take for granted is when I go to see older musicians perform i do think this may be this so you don't worry about family no <laughs> but like when i like i have the tickets to go see bruce springsteen in february sure will it be the last time right yeah it's, i mean yeah will it be the last time it's really bizarre so it's i don't know it's depressing to think about it yeah but that is that's the re- sad realities of life right I was talking to, I think I was talking to Gene about this, and maybe we even talk about it on the podcast, like when's the other things in life that that uh, are milestones, right? Yeah. When your kid first takes their first yeah, sure, steps, sure. that's a big milestone. You know, do you realize when is the last time you pick up your kid? Right. When was the last time? Because at one point, at some point you do pick up your kid, and at another point they get too big. I'm at that point now. But Gina told me that, that, uh, when she realized it, as her son got older, one time she said, "I'm I'm picking you up one last time," and yeah. <laughs> awkwardly, you know, pick, pick because them up. he's a giant now, You're right? Well, even I'll give you an example too. So about mm, month, month and a half ago, Matthew out of the blue, he's like, "Hey, can we throw in the backyard? I want to work on a pitch." I'm like, "Yeah, let's go. Get me the gloves." And I was exhausted. I'm like, "I'm I'm good." And Kim comes, in, I'm like, "Hey, take a picture of this." She's like, "Why?" I'm like. This might be the last catch I ever have with him. Right. She's like, well, that sounds terrible. I'm like, hun, I haven't thrown with Matthew in two years. I'm like, I throw with Joseph all the time still. And I throw to him in the cage. And I'll throw to Matthew in the cage in the backyard too a little bit. But we don't throw anymore, really. I'm like, this might be the last catch I ever have. Just please take the picture. I'm like, yeah. I get it. It sounds terrible, but it's possible. And you don't know it at the time. So right. I do think of those things. Yeah. You know? It's, uh, that's also the abruptness when someone passes away, not unexpectedly. And it's just like that poor Port Authority cop last week. Did you see that story? Uh, the guy who was a former major league player. And what's 
horribly depressing is it was 9-11, as you know, and he just went to do some extra security detail. And he gets into a car. He, he got hit by a drunk driver, dies. Four kids, a wife in their 30s. There's no way she ever thought that was the last time she was going to see him. It's terrible. Yeah, that's the weird thing about like trying to plan. You plan. Um, you have to plan for life as if you're going to live into your 80s. Absolutely. 90s. Yeah. And yet you also have to, and this is what I'm very bad at, you have to then also balance. Living for the moment. Right. I'm not good at that at all. I am always looking to like, I'm preparing for to make sure I can handle myself monetarily and things till I'm in my 80s. I think the difference between you and I, and I have my eye on that as well. There's no question. The thing that's different between you and me, though, is I always have in my mind, unless I'm in a home and I'm incapable, in which case I'm screwed anyway, I'll work. There's, I mean, with the computers, you can always find a way to make some money to pay rent. That's true. Not the way you want to live life. I get it. But... I'm also not going to worry about every last nickel and dime, making sure it's saved for when I'm 75, when the good days are over. Right. Like, really, retirement is a... This whole retirement Shangri-La is such a load of shit. I mean, it's depressing. Why do you think? It's the end of your life. So (laughs) so we're really, we're working and saving to enjoy life when life is almost over, as opposed to enjoying it when you feel good. Right. When your kids are at a great age, when you've got energy to do things, money to do things, nah, let's put it aside so that I'm hopefully I'm healthy in my 70s and not wheelchair bound. And then I can go do what exactly? Go play bocce ball with a bunch of old people on a cruise ship? Oh, that sounds like a hoot. I'd rather be you in in my 70s than now. You, what, what, what do you mean? I'd rather live the life in a condo down by the shore in my 70s, nice and quiet. When well, I probably don't feel as great, don't want to travel as much, right. more of a hassle to get around in my older age, then I would want to stay home and do that now. I see. Yeah. Like, I'm good. I'll go to the airport. It's a pain in the ass. I got you. Understood. But you know what? When I get where I'm going, it's worth it. I want to do things. I don't want to sit. The, like, I was watching House the other day. You ever watch House? The with the doctor with yeah. the cane. Tremendous Many years show. ago, I would watch. Very good show. It's I figure what channel it's on. So we watch. I watch them a lot. I watch one episode the other day and a second episode. So I'm like, oh, I can't not to. Nope, nope, nope. Turn it off. I got to do something. That was what was one hour that I literally feel like I wasted. Right, because you watched House. Like I just wasted an hour doing nothing except watching a show that I've seen already. Like how unproductive is that? Yeah, that's the weirdest thing. Like when you watch reruns. Like yeah. how many hours I've watched Seinfeld. Right. What the are you learning episode, the second time? Right. What are you learning the twenty second time yeah. you saw that episode? It's really something. Yeah, that's a good point. I, I yeah, I know. Yeah, I got. I have to get better at balancing those two things. Uh, you know what? The first step is acknowledging it. I've acknowledged. Now, what we can do about it? Probably nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing I've been doing. <laughs> but you weren't always like this. I was not. As I get older and uh, settled into this schedule that we have. That's what. So the the beauty of this schedule is giving you time like you've never had before. Right. 
But the evil of the schedule is that you've become lazy is not the right word, less motivated. Right. And not interested in being inconvenienced. Yeah. On I, any level. Yeah. I think the key is to try to not need a nap in the afternoon after waking up at 2 a.m. I don't know how you ever get to that point. Unless you're going to start going to bed at 6 o'clock. Correct. And even then, I still think you're going to be tired because your body clock is just wrong. I'm, getting up at 2.30 is not normal. The balance to me, once you get past 4, 4.30, I feel like it's the next day. 2.30 in the morning, 2 o'clock in the morning, that is the middle of the yeah. night. You're not supposed to be up then. Yeah, I notice a difference like on the weekend if my dog wakes me up at uh, 5 o'clock. That feels like, oh, this is a nice early start to the day. Yes. You slept in. Yeah. But to, you're right. 2.30, 3, it's 3.30, not, it still is the night before. Like, I went to bed last night at 9.30. Is that a late night? No. Okay. A night, late night for you, though. Yeah. Like, I turned the TV off at, I think it was to be exact, because by the time I got home from my son's game, I had to take a shower last night because we had to move the tarp and the clay and the water. It was It was gross. By the time I actually put the Met game on, laid down, watched the base hit by Yelich, I watched a little more of the inning, turned the TV on, I think it was actually 9.42. My alarm was set for 2.28. If I fell asleep that very second, I got four hours and 40 minutes sleep. <laughs> I mean, what is that? Yeah, it's not good. And, and I didn't go to bed late. It's not like 9.30 is late. It's early. Most people are up till 11, 11.30. And yet I got four hours and 40 45, whatever the hell it was. Yeah, I couldn't imagine staying up late now. Like, even in a week's vacation, when I'm off for a week, Yeah, I maybe go to bed at between 9 and 10. Okay. Just because I just can't. Well, it's different for us. Yeah. I make it to, um, Fridays I'm up till 10, Saturdays 11. That's it. And I also set my alarm at 6 o'clock. I was in Myrtle Beach. I was in bed by 10 o'clock every night. I was good day. You want to go out for drinks after dinner? You guys go. I'm good. I had a great night. See ya. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to sleep. And it was glorious. 10 o'clock, woke up at 5.30 without the alarm. It's great. I remember the my favorite hours were like when I was living in Florida early on, I used to work from uh, 2 to, I think, 2 to 10. Sure. 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. That felt so great. Like I'd come home. It was like 10.30. Yeah. Watch, Watch TV, TV for a little bit. Relax. Yeah. No alarm to wake you up the next morning. Right. Get up, go to the gym, have lunch, go to work. Yeah. I think it's important. That's why the nine to five is so terrible. Terrible. If you have a nine to five job with any commute whatsoever, let's say a 45 minute commute, nothing nuts, you're still out of the house by 8, 8, 15, and you're not home before six. It's terrible. Your day is gone. It's, you know, I don't know. It's like a race to get to sleep, then to wake up to go do it again. Yes. That, I don't. I that, know we scrim. I know. Yeah. I know we don't get to sleep, but I. I never feel like I don't have time to do things with our hours. Right. I would never trade waking up at two a.m. for a nine to five or nine to I six agree. hours. I completely that just, agree. That seems like your whole day is destroyed. I agree. This job as, and I don't know if it's going to cut years off my life on the back end. I don't know. It might ultimately for all of us. Yeah. I'm not sure. But this job has allowed me to raise my kids in a way that I otherwise never would have been able to do that. I've right. seen everything, literally everything along the way. And I've coached everything and I've been everywhere with them. Yeah. So, and I don't yeah, think that, that cool. I would ever give back. And it's cool. Like on uh 
Fridays. Oh, it's tremendous. You feel like the weekend started early. Like we have a three day weekend every week. Yeah. Every I know Sunday nights suck, but you know what? Even if we have a nine to five job on Sundays, it sucks. Sun, uh, Sunday nights would suck. Yeah. And Fridays suck then. Right. Because you're getting home late. I'm home at eleven forty. People aren't even at lunch yet. Right. You know? It's yeah, pretty good. No, that's that's true. Pretty good. Pre- Jerry, would you say it's pretty good or pretty good? Pretty good. Pretty good. Let's yeah. do the warm up show. All right. Uh, we'll see you here tomorrow on a, uh, what is that, a Wednesday, Jerry? Oh, a little tease. Al's list of his five fraudulent favorite teams coming oh. up soon on the warm-up show. On the warm-up show here, yeah. And we'll be back tomorrow. We'll see if Aaron Judge hit another home run or two or three. Maybe he hit seven tonight. We don't know. <laughs> Depends how many at-bats he gets. All right. Two. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. The hits keep coming. Oh, what a judgy and blast. The home of Yankees baseball is WFAN. Way up in the bleachers. The fan on 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Good morning, campers. Alan Jerry. Don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. All right, suck. here we go. What do you say we do this? It's 5.02. It's Tuesday, NFL Week 2 in the books, closing in on the baseball playoffs. The Eddie Scazzeri, what is up? And Al, Max Dukes, nice to see you. How you be? Oh, hi, Jerry. Let's start with the Mets since it's local and we're live and local. Yeah, and they beat a, a decent Brewers team. The Braves won again. The Mets stay where they're at. And yeah. They clinched the playoff spot. They clinched the playoff spot, which means what? They'll at least get a wild card, means Jerry? means they're at least in the playoffs. I like that. Although not a lot of celebrating. A little bit. Nothing crazy. I would have popped champagne and poured it all over my my guys. I would have gone all in. So I didn't, because it was late, and once Scherzer came out of the game, I watched Tyler McGill give up the uh, the base hit, the first batter. (laughs) So I was able to turn the TV off. I said, I'm good. I'm I'm fine. Five nothing. Perfect game's gone. No hitters gone. Um, So I didn't stay up for the celebration, but listening to the clips, it sounds like, from reading some of the stuff, it does sound like they celebrated a little bit. Nothing crazy. But, uh, hey, good for them. I didn't see anything in the locker room, but uh, on the field, they were, like, hugging each other. Yeah, group. it's an accomplishment. They were doing group hugs. 
Good for them. I saw like an infield. The group hug is group weird. hug. I'm not into the group hug. Me neither. One on one. Yeah, that's enough. We're one on one hugs. And I got to be honest, I don't even need that. Fist bump. Uh, perfect. High congrats. five. Good. I'd be like this: fist bump. Congrats. But we ain't done yet. Well, that's right. They're not done yet. They haven't even started. Right. We need to win the NL East. All right. Well, you got to win the NL East, and then when you win a round in the playoffs, you still ain't done yet. And then when you win the NLCS, you still ain't done yet. Although at that point, you did win a pennant. And then you win the World Series, and then you can do whatever you want to do. Right. But at some point, even when the, like, if the season ends without a World Series championship, you do get to celebrate a great season. Uh, Except for the fact, in that case, the year ends in bitter disappointment at the moment. You can look back in three months and say, you know what? We had a good season, good building block, Steve Cohen. Let's go get him in 2023. Yes. All right. That's fair. Right after being eliminated, I don't think you're going to say, you know, we had a good season. Uh-uh. No one wants you to hear that. You don't want to, you don't think the fans want to see no. that? No. Mets are celebrating that we had a good run? No. You want to see true. them crying and upset. That's true. I better, be off. Some, I better see some tears if things don't go great. Right. I so, agree with uh, that. So we heard Sal there at the end talking. Max Scherzer. We knew, like, it was, this was like his first start back, right? Yeah, from back from the rehab start that he made in Syracuse last week. Yeah, so we knew he wasn't going to, unfortunately, wasn't going to go a full distance, even no, though he had I a perfect did, game. I did expect him out in the seventh, though. You did? I did because the pitch count was so low. So to me, I've always, I've always said this to you. When I watch a pitcher, whether it's high school, whether it's the pros, I look at stressful at-bats, stressful innings, how does he look? He looked free and easy last night. Like it was just not, and I'm not saying it wasn't clearly what he's doing is very difficult, but he didn't look like there was anything taxing. Now I wouldn't have gone to 110 pitches for sure, even though I still think pitch count is stupid. Um, And I knew the number was limited, but I thought it was just working so well. I expected him for the seventh. I thought they'd stretch him to like 85, not a hundred, not 110. So I expected him out in the seventh inning. He didn't pitch the seventh. McGill comes on and promptly gives up the uh, line drive single to Christian Yelich. Good night. And then a fat guy came up. And hit the home run. Yeah, hit the home run. By I the did... way, did you see what happened? Not to divert, but only because you brought it up. Did you see what happened in Toronto with your guy Alejandro Kirk? No. So a sports radio host in Toronto, quote unquote, fat shamed him. Is that right? To where Alec Manoa, now remember him from the All-Star game. He was the pitcher who was mic'd up in L.A.? A lot of personality. Oh, Remember yeah. him? Yes. So his teammate Manoa basically shames him for being a critic, a judge. And so, you know, should 10-year-old kids that are 10 pounds overweight just not play anymore? Like, how dare? And the guy had to issue this very long, lengthy apology. Is that right? Yes. Unlike us, who love our guys thick. We love fat baseball he players. He apparently didn't find it so cute that Alejandro Kirk is a big fella. Is that right? Yeah, mm-hmm. I noticed that yesterday. I know well, when I was watching the highlights this morning. Got yeah. belted a home run. He, he looked like uh, looked like a heavier Gorman Thomas, Jerry. <laughs> you Old 80s school Brewers eighties. <laughs> Man, that brought me back to wiffle ball memories. I was always the Mets. My friend Rob was always the Brewers. Really? Yep. See, we always had Mets Phillies going. Mets Phillies and Cardinals. Those were the three teams we would have going when we did. We would do National League days and yeah. American League days. The three teams we were always were the Cardinals, the Phillies, and the Mets. I don't know why. Oh, and the Expos. Oh, the Expos, because the Expos had a cool batting helmet. Yeah, we had the Expos, too. I know. I was playing those wolf ball games, Jerry, while the 
when the Brewers were in the American League and interleague play didn't exist. That's I mean, true. We were very you innovative. just like the Brew Crew. We were very innovative. Uh, you know, football team. You know what team we did when we did the American League games? I have no idea why we would do the Yankees, the Red Sox, and the Blue Jays. Those three always, for whatever reason, my friend Chris would be the Angels. Like the Angels, there was a mystery to it, Jerry. I guess it was something going out on the West Coast, which we really never saw back then. They used to get players, probably not in the prime of their career, you know, like a Reggie Jackson, and they had Nolan Ryan. Like they had some players. And they Rod, were the California Rod, Angels. No, Rod was twins. They were the California Angels. And the California yes. Angels. Interesting, right? Yeah. Just, I don't know why that was always the weird team we picked. I don't know why. Fair enough, Jerry. Yeah. Um, what else do I have here? I hope oh. more. We just started. No, no. I was just looking to make sure I didn't have any more Mets notes. Well, what else is that? I mean, would you have pulled them? Like, do you, you heard, you heard Sal's take. I think that's an, it's an interesting question. No, I would not. I love a perfect game. If it was a no hitter, I'd have pulled them. Cause to me, uh, no hitters are not a big deal. I don't disagree with you. And then, you know what? You're right. Like low pitch count, send him out in the seventh. Maybe he gives up a single yeah. up the middle. Then that's out of the narrative or the talking points, that sort of thing. So, yeah, you're right. I would have brought him out for the seventh seal he did. Not to mention, he looked like he was so happy. He's yeah. on the bench. Him and DeGrom, they were yucking it up in between pitches when McGill's out there. It was, And I had this thought. They, at one point, they showed, this is after he was out of the game, I think the Mets were up in the, bottom, in the, um, in the top of the seventh at this point because it was before I turned it off. You've got DeGrom there, Scherzer, Taiwan Walker. They are yucking it up like, I mean, they're having a blast. And right, rightly so. They're winning 5 nothing. They're about to clinch a playoff spot. And I'm thinking, if you're DeGrom, why do you want to leave this? And I'm not saying he does, but you hear that narrative that's out there that he wants to go to Atlanta or he wants to go somewhere else. He doesn't like New York. But don't you love, like, the team and your teammates? Camaraderie. Yes. And, you and like, everything, you withstood all the crap here for several years at the end of the Will Pond era and the team, him being the only thing that people wanted to go out and see for a while. You've got great years ahead, you would think, with Steve Cohen here. Why would you want to leave? And he's going to make you richer than you've ever dreamed of being. Why yeah, leave? I don't know. I we, we will never understand, the fans, why you wouldn't stay in a place you like for a hundred million dollars, you'd roll the dice to go somewhere that might not work for a hundred ten million dollars. Well, well, the idea well, the idea is he doesn't like it here. Likes oh, the see. team, but the, my point is well, that I could agree. I with. would. I know that. Who wants to be in New York? My point is, don't you love your team? To where you got you're only talking another what five six years for Degrom probably. You've got a great chance to win every year now. I get it. You don't like the New York area. Fine. But for four months out of the year, think about this. November, December, January, February, March. You're probably in Florida anyway. You're talking about a seven-month season That's for another true. five years. I would think you like your team. Chance to win. And those stay, are the, Jake. Stay. And those are the best months to be here. Yeah. Well, yeah. You're not here in the dead of winter. You're actually in a nice spot where you want to be in Florida probably. Yeah. I don't know. I just I, that hit me as I was watching them yuck it up on the in the dugout. Well, it's the same with the Aaron Judge stuff and his contract, right? Um, it is, and you probably have a great chance. Yes, it is. Yeah, it is. We had a caller on hold yesterday that was waiting a while, and Boomer and Geo didn't go to him, and then he eventually hung up. But, but Eddie and I were having a good laugh in there. The guy was like, "Sit a sit judge on the bench till the season's over. If he's leaving, don't let him get the record." <laughs> 
Oh, stupid. <laughs> what a dummy. It's great. Come on. So that's a great idea. A nice <laughs> spiteful owner if they know uh, he's going to leave. Except here's what happens now. The Yankees make a fortune yeah. while he's doing this. Like you go to him now and go, sign this contract now. Oh, you're on the bench. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, here's the problem. The 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 problem with that conversation is the uh, union and the grievance that will be fired oh, very a, quickly. That's the problem. Come on now. So I I don't know the answer to this, but clearly he's sitting on 59. He can tie Ruth tonight and Maris with one and two home runs. And if he has a three home run night, he will break the Yankee record and the American League record. Now this is the Pirates they're playing tonight. They're not playing a good team as we know. Yeah. Do do you think this game is sold out? No. Um. Hmm. See, I don't know that. I feel like there's actually. So last night, my Joseph had a game. So that we were talking a lot about tonight because a few of the guys, the parents, are going to the game tonight. It's a lot of like enthusiasm about going tonight because they feel like, hey, I'm going to be there when he ties when he ties Ruth. Hopefully, I'm going to say we get a sell out. My I, prediction, Jerry. Now that you just talked me right into it. Makes yeah, sense. I don't know. And I would also wonder on the secondary market if tickets are really expensive for these games. Because on one hand, if they were playing a good team and Judge is doing what he's doing, I would think you could get a good price. No offense, guys, but it is the Pirates. What do you think the seats go for in the left field and the right field home run section? Oh, baby, because I'd love to catch that ball, Jerry. Hold it for ransom. I just pulled up. Hold on. I I just pulled up on StubHub. So you want to check? How about right field? Yeah, I'll say. right field. Those first couple rows in right field. That's where I want to sit and catch Oof. them. Section one hundred four. Yeah. Uh, the walk-in price on StubHub secondary market is one seventy-six a ticket. Yeah. See. In section one hundred three, right next to it. Holy smokes! You can't get one for cheaper than two forty-five. See, it's like you know what that's like, Jerry, out there. You're buying a lottery ticket. You're an right. expensive lottery ticket. Because you, know right. you catch that ball, you hold Aaron Judge up for ransom. Section 105, 158. Now, if I go to left field, uh, section 130, section 136. Where's that? Get me. Left field, row three, $960 <laughs> for one ticket. See, people think they're getting a lottery ticket. But this is, all right, so th- there's got to be something to this. And I don't know the metrics of his home runs. So in section 136, someone is trying to sell four tickets for $960 each. Almost Well, with fees, it's going to be over $4,000. To go see a, a Yankee pirate, pirate game, game in, August, in, what are we, September. In September. And that is for row three. If you move over one section to row five in section 135, 131. So there's got to be something to that, that the majority of his home runs sail over that section. I don't know. And then 134 is 122, and then section 133, get him for 129. There's got to be something to that. Since Aaron Judge is being kind of jerky, not signing the contract when it's a lot of money, <laughs> well, <laughs> I hope I hope a fan catches the ball and holds him for ransom. I'll give you a bargain to a lottery ticket. Bargain lottery ticket. He has hit some monster home runs, correct? Correct. If I drop you back into section 235 in left field, 40 bucks. That's like my $5 five-team parlor. Correct. You ain't got much of a chance to win, but you never know. You never know. And you can get in for a decent price. You got to be in the ballpark to get it. What so I don't want is him to hit it to dead center in Monument Park. Oh, that would be tremendous. Although, let me ask you this. I bet he hits the Ruth Monument. <laughs> that would that be would awesome. Be cool. Well, they have the netting there. You got to take the netting oh, down. Oh, that's right. Good point. Good point. Good point. Now, let me ask you this. Damn. 
let's say he hits his one of his uh, record uh, home runs into Monument Park into the netting. Could I dive into the netting as, yeah. a, as long as you don't mind spending some time in jail? <laughs> in which case, you're not keeping the ball either. But you'd be on TV, and you that's would, what's important in the you world. You would be on. T- think about this: when a Henry Aaron breaks Babe Ruth's record, what do you, you think about that blonde guy running onto the, the two field? dudes? Yes. You would be one of those dudes forever. Diving for balls. And Diving not only that, balls. you would be, you want to talk about viral. There would be millions yes. of views of you diving for that ball. Oh, my goodness, Jerry. Diving, you diving into balls. the net. <laughs> <laughs> and it gives way I land right on a monument and pierce my back. <laughs> oh, that's great. Oh, uh, yeah. That would be fun. So you're going to buy a ticket for $960 no. No, to try no, no, and no, jump over? I'm going to watch. Oh, how nice of you. I'm going to eyeball this game, Jerry. Oh, great. I'm good. A cool game for you maybe today? Oh, yeah, probably. Uh, Aaron Judge sitting on 59 home runs. <laughs> it really, someone said yesterday, and maybe it was one of the, it was uh, Garrett Cole. And I didn't realize it because I get so, I've been so wrapped up into the home runs and even the RBIs because his number is pretty crazy. Until Sunday, I didn't realize he was a point off the batting average lead too. Because three sixteen, while it is a it's a great average, I didn't think that was batting champion average. Right, I, I was thinking three twenties, three thirties. So to see that he's got that chance for the triple crown, I'm like, wow. And so Garrett Cole, who's been around baseball a long time, when he says it's probably the best offensive season he's ever seen, I'm like, it hit me like, yeah. And there's really nothing close to it. Can you think of anything that you've seen in your day? Because this is even more, I know what it did for baseball, but what he's doing singularly is better than what Bonds did, than what McGuire did. It really is, especially when you throw into the mix what they were doing. Roy, It's really crazy, actually, how good yeah. he's been. Very good year. Now, here, now, where he's at what now, 59? Yeah. I think between 59, so 60, 61, 62. Yeah. Those will all come in individual games. He will not hit more than one home run in a game till he's past 62. Prediction. You, yeah. I mean, you Nailed could be it. right about that because I would think when he hits 60 and then now it's on your mind. I mean, I think it's on his mind anyway. He, he handles the stuff great. I think as Boone says, he's got the greatest um, perspective. But if he had two in his first couple of at-bats tonight, I've got to think you're going up there thinking about it. Yes. So it would be very interesting to see if this 62 is Friday night. 69! On Apple TV. That would be so awesome. It's And they said MLB's not changing it. Yeah. That game's on Apple TV Friday night, which would suck because I don't have – well, I guess I can get it, but whatever. So Miguel Cabrera, by the way, the last triple crown runner in baseball, 2012. Is that right? So we'll see. Aaron Judge has a great chance to do it. We'll see if he does, and we'll see if he gets to 60, 61, or 60 home runs tonight. I hope he finishes with 69. Do we? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you do. It's your favorite number. <laughs> um, do we know who's pitching tonight for the Pirates? Can you even name a Pirates pitcher? Just Google it. <laughs> Some poor punk's going to throw himself out there. <laughs> Would you groove one? I might. If you... I'm the Pirates and I'm I'm out of it. Right. Yeah, why and not? Now I want to sudden... be a part of history. When guys say, I don't want to be a part of that, I want to be a part of that. 
MLB lists the good old TBD. Oh. <laughs> so. We don't know what schmuck we're going to throw out there tonight. <laughs> we got to figure. Right, we're going to take a break. Five nineteen, just getting started. Lots to do, including more on the baseball, the football from last night as well, and then Boomer and Geo at six on the fan. Before we get started, I just want to say on behalf of every single Met fan out there, this is the Rico Bronya podcast. On behalf of all of the people that were at Chase Stadium on that October night. On behalf of every Met fan that's watched this man pitch, let me just tell Adam Wainwright, can you go f*** yourself? <laughs> wow. Wow, you weren't kidding. You were. You came in hot. Subscribe and listen to the Rico Bronya Podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. All right, 25 after 5. What's up? He's out. I'm Jerry. The other guy in there is Eddie. You've heard of us. Boomer and Gino coming up at 6 o'clock all over the place with the baseball. Uh, I haven't touched on the football really yet, but a good first baseball segment. It was solid, Jerry. Now, football. First of all, the later game, the uh, Eagles beat the Vikings 24-7. That was the score at halftime. Yeah. Not so much happened. nothing happened in the second half? Well, they played. No one scored. Because I watched, because of that, I only watched... The extended first half highlights. Well, Kirk Cousins was intercepted three times in the second half. Oh, that could be a problem. That did happen. That happened. Not great. This Jalen Hurts is really like pretty good. He's exciting. He's feeling himself though too. I am not a. He's getting uh, a little cocky for my liking. Bridges, yeah. what is it? You, for your liking, that's for my fine. liking. Yeah, uh, he's he's the eagle. He's really good though. And it pains me to say that because it's the Eagles, but he is something to watch. Yeah, I hate that when the Eagles are good. Eagles are good. Sick of them. A lot of people think that they're going to run away with the NFC East. Yeah, Boomer's one of them. Boomer thinks big things for Jalen Hurts this year. Yep, it's, it's certainly possible. Start. He's off to a good start. Did they win their first week? Uh, I believe so, yeah. Who'd they play? It's a good question. The Bears? No, the Bears played the Niners <laughs> in a swamp. <laughs> all that right. Monsoon. I forget who I, the amazing. Eagles played, right? One weekend. And think about all the scores we gave yep. and all the sound we played. Isn't that something? Did they beat Detroit? Yes, they outscored them. They correct. outscored you. Right. It was a it was a shootout. They had a Jerry. big lead. Detroit made a little push late. Yes. And the Eagles were able to run it out. They got that big third down and or fourth and one, whatever they needed to get a first down to end the game and ice it. So they're two and oh. Two and oh. Two and oh. I don't know who they play next week. I'll now, check. The Eagles Vikings, they're the ones who got uh, uh, Buck and Aikman. Yeah. Last night. I saw a promo for Buck and Aikman doing Monday night football, and the promo was with Eli and Peyton Manning. And Joe Buck, look, Joe Buck in this promo looks like Howdy Doody. <laughs> his face was pale. His roots really? were lead, red. His hair was up. I was like, he looks like Howdy Doody. Maybe that's what he's morphing into. They got to put some uh, darker makeup on him. He was looking like ghostly white. <laughs> Eagles Washington this week. Oh, they got that game. They're going to be three. Did you up. have uh, Did you have that huge game feel when you heard Buck and Aikman doing the game last night? Well, I, I didn't stay tuned for that one. Not I watched the first half of yeah. the. Uh, so of, you didn't watch the game because Buck and Aikman were doing it? I didn't know. Oh, okay. I watched the first game, the first uh, quarter and a half or something. That's all you needed to see. That's all I needed well, to see. Well, actually, that. that game was not. No, the first quarter was actually competitive. They blew them out That's as true. the game went on. 41-7. 34 and, unanswered points. And their the punter Bills. did punt three times, I think. He did punt three, three times. times. You're right. Yeah, how about that? Stefan Diggs had three of Josh Allen's four touchdown passes. You know what they say? Steph Diggs had himself a night. 
Go and have yourself a night. He had a dicks. night, kid. By speaking of um, of the Bills, I'll play one thing for you because I actually think this is really cool because so many times um, guys don't like giving autographs. You know, you know how it goes. Something sometimes like that. So Von Miller goes over before the game last night. Kids are lower level down at that front row, and you know their parents are behind him, and there's other people starting to crowd around too, but not too many. And Von Miller goes over to start signing hats and footballs for it. And this one kid looks like he has just seen the Beatles, like if it was us, or if like Bruce Springsteen walked, up, you know, into your uh, into your condo in, in Bradley Beach. Listen to how excited this kid is. Oh, thank you so much! Oh my God, Von Miller! Oh my God, Von Miller! It's actually you! Oh my God, Von Miller! Oh my God, Von Miller. Oh my God, Von Miller. <laughs> and it doesn't like it looks legit. Like he's like so excited to see him. He's probably maybe ten, eleven years old, and it's like his hero is like right in front of him. Just signing away and, you know, really cool, actually. Oh, my God, Von Miller. Who would do that for you? Would it be Bruce? I mean, is there anybody? You're 53 now. Is there any? Well, you'll be 53. Anybody I'd be excited anybody to meet? Anybody at this point in your life that you would have a reaction like this kid had? Oh, my God, Von Miller. No, unfortunately. Yeah, probably not, right? It's sad. Yeah, Jerry. I'm jaded. Jaded. What about a... What about a super attractive female actress that yeah. you've always been into? Jennifer your... Aniston. Okay. I like so her. So if she yeah, walked in, oh my God, would you be like, oh, my God, Jennifer Aniston? <laughs> I might. I don't think so. I actually don't, don't think know. you would. No, I don't think you would. You don't know. No, I try to play it cool. Like, look right. how cool I am, Jennifer Aniston. I pretend I didn't even know who she was. And you do what? And you are, you said Jennifer was your first name? <laughs> By the way, you wouldn't do that. No. <laughs> There's no Hi, Jennifer Aniston. <laughs> no way. How are you doing? How you, and how are you doing? Mm. A couple of things. Uh, I am, I don't know why when I watch football games now, I lock in on the messages that individual players choose for the back of their helmet. Oh, okay. You know how they still do that? I actually didn't know they still yeah, do that. Yeah, they still do that. They, okay. you, you have a couple different like social messages that you could put on the back of your helmet Yeah, where the team name is, like uh, say Bills, Buccaneers. Mm-hmm. So a lot of players, like if I was a player, I would just go with my team name back there. I'm not I'm not into social messaging, Jerry. But a lot of You the, love social media where you put your message out multiple times a day, multiple times an hour. Well, a lot of the Bills... <laughs> players went with choose love okay and i noticed this yeah but there were some holdouts there were a couple people that were like i'm not i don't choose love i choose (laughs) i choose the bills instead the bills are good they love their bills but i do so many of them and at, at first there were so many i thought that the bills players got together and decided oh as a group we're going with choose love mm which I mostly saw choose love or just bills. Mm. What choose did love. the uh, Viking? Who they play? The Vikings? What'd no, they, they played the Titans. Oh, that's right. The Titans. I didn't Mike notice. Rabel's team. I didn't notice, but the bills. They run. Are... I didn't notice. <laughs> no, <laughs> I didn't happen to notice. Oh, okay. Uh, like the, for whatever reason, it stood out with the bills because they were all going with choose love. Oh, that's very nice. I don't know. Choose. What's love? wrong with choose love? You wouldn't have been good in the sixties. No. Make love, not war. Like I noticed, Tom Brady, he does. He's not a message guy. Okay, he goes with just Buccaneers. Tom Brady should go with be better. You owe me. To I don't be know. Better. You, you can't choose your own message. You've got a. You've got a couple messages you can choose from. 
Oh, I thought you could get a message approved by the league. No, I think they oh, they, they decided last year or something they would have like a handful of okay. approved messages. Choose love is one of them. Wasn't the Beatles that said love is all you need? They did say that. Oh, there you go. Show them about this love thing, Al. Another thing you could go with is stop hate. Okay, yeah. Great. I was Works hoping some of your messages would be on there. No one, no, I don't. It's think. over. <laughs> it is such a sad reality. <laughs> it really is. That it's over for us. That it will be at some point. Some yes. point, yeah. It's just, it's it's awful. And there's so much just awful stuff going on. It just magnifies the messaging. So then choose love is the right thing. I think choose love is the right if thing. If we all chose love, Jerry, we'd be in a better spot. Mm-hmm. That is very true. Now, another thing, interesting thing, uh, centering around the Bills game yesterday almost came true, and I was kind of interested to see where this was going to go. Mina Kimes of uh, ESPN. (laughs) This is great. Said that she would be thrown through a table in Buffalo like they do Mm -hmm. if her tweet got 5,000 retweets. Which it was 100% going to get 5,000 For sure. Points. That's easy, I so would I don't think, know what her. her game plan was to actually be thrown some through fun a table. And be thrown through a table. ESPN shut that right down. Smart. Smart. Although it would have been a great video. Oh, my gosh. Imagine. Yes. I mean, she probably weighs like 100 pounds. <laughs> I don't even know if she would break the table. I don't know. What was her game plan? I don't know. Maybe she was just having some fun, throwing something out there. I don't know. Or maybe she set a plan with ESPN to say, listen, you guys got to say i can't do this i have an idea let's make up for it i'll put a tweet out there and if i get five thousand retweets we'll throw you through a table do not throw me through a table <laughs> with the fire burning underneath no. <laughs> and the thumbtacks on it like they used no, to do no. with wrestling we're not doing that let's be safe just get a little fire tables. and a table that's all and we'll throw out through it we'll have, not... we'll have boomer drop out through the table no power <laughs> slam me through a table on fire with thumbtacks on it. That is some scene out there, I will tell you. It is unbelievable. You saw it in person. I did, yes, uh, I did. When you did a game for Compass Media Network. So you did Patriots Bills. Patriots Bills, Up yeah. in Buffalo. 2017, I think. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. It was cold. It was very Bill-like, and it was wild. It was a cool atmosphere. I could see. That'd be fun every week. Especially if you don't live like an hour and a half away or you got to fight horrendous traffic. You get there early. What a great place to watch a game. Right. You have a couple hot dogs and hamburgers, watch people go through tables, and go in and watch a great football Very team. Very entertaining. Absolutely. They are on a tear, the Bills. Would you be the type, I know you're not into the tailgate like I would yeah. be if I could, would you be the type, though, that would get, like, the small RV and get the satellite dish so you can actually put, like, Boomer and the guys on NFL Today up and you're watching all the stuff before you go into the game? No. No. Okay, no I want to listen to music. And play Rock. two-hand touch. And play two-hand touch. That's yes. right. And cornhole. That's become, I'm not a cornhole person. But in the parking lot, that's like another event that you can do. Cornhole. I mean, you can only play football for so long. If you're there at 9 o'clock for a 1 o'clock game, you got to mix it up a little bit. You cannot play in two-hand touch for four hours. We'd probably go in at 12.15. So you have three hours to kill. A little cornhole, two-hand touch, and there's a the morning. I would do quarterback competition, set up different things in the parking lot. That would work, as long as you don't hit someone in the head. But, yeah, then all these other cars coming, and you're going to hit other cars. Yes, which is a problem. And they always got guys that take up three spots yeah, because they're I cooking. I, I, I'm I don't, with you. No, I'd be like, where's your receipt for buying this but, parking Right, that spot. to me has got to be up to someone that, that patrols the parking lot. Say, hey, guys, come on. No good. Right. You want to move your car a little forward and use the back of the spot? That's fine. 
But these guys that take up two and three and four spots, no, not right. Not, uh, unless you bought for those spots. Right, exactly. All right, quick break, 537, more's to-dos, and then Boomer and Geo at six on the fan. Oh, you hear the music. Quarter to six. Shame on us for not letting you know this was coming up. We were too busy talking. Week two in the National Football League in the books. This is where we start to see which teams are good, which teams suck, and which teams are still trying to figure it out. And figure it out is what Al Dukes likes to do. He's a fraud. He's a fraud fan. He only likes winners. Not losers, but winners. Time now for this week two rendition of Al Dukes' fraudulent list of five favorite teams. Yes, Jerry, these are my five favorite teams currently in the NFL. These are teams I might purchase a wool knit hat for the winter for. I might get a shirt. I want to see you put your money where your mouth is and buy a starter jacket, that satin starter jacket from the 80s. All right, Jerry, so here we go. In no particular order, these are the five teams I'm currently rooting for in the National Football League. Can we recap who they were last week? Do you have that on you? Nope. Okay. Don't even remember, Jerry. I moved on to week two. Giants. Oh, yeah, they're off the list. <laughs> I know it. That's, that's kind of where I was going. Even though they won, they're off no, the list. I got you. All right, so here we go. Week two. <laughs> Number one, I am rooting for the New York Jets. I figured so. Joe Flacco is back. <laughs> I'm excited for him. Wait, I'm hold on. For him. You're yes. excited now for Joe Flacco. Yes. Who you've murdered for the last two years. Yes. The guy threw four touchdowns wow. last year. Fraud! On the road. Uh, in Cleveland. In Cleveland. Now, in fairness, you had that goofy logo at midfield. I feel like the Browns did themselves in. But okay, fine. The, the Jets, Brownie I like elf. it. All right. All right. Jets, number one. Number two. Detroit Lions. They were on my list they last were. week. I have no problem with this they team. They were on my list again. Love Dan Campbell. Uh, I love that they got off to an early start this past week, although they... They, let they the, won. Uh, hey, they, they let won Washington. by nine points. They're they good. Won nine points. I like the I like the choice of the Lions. Okay. Uh, number three, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Well, they're one of my favorites. I love ticked off Tom Brady. Yeah, I love that he's angry with his wife, angry with his teammates, angry with the like that he's angry with his wife. New Orleans Saints. The man's got an edge. Yeah. Well, he's got an. He's always had an edge. Number and that's your team. You love the Bucks. Number four. I already bought a hat from them last year. Oh, I know. The Cardinals. Arizona Cardinals. Love Kyler Murray with no game plan, just running around, <laughs> slinging the ball wherever just winging he it. wants. Just winging it. <laughs> and my number five making their debut this week. Oh, go. Oh, let me think. 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 Making their A debut. A team I'm excited to watch now. I'm going to say the Denver Broncos. No, I'm just kidding. I'm going to say the 49ers. Nope. No. Hate the 49ers, Jerry. The Miami Dolphins. Uh, sh- you know what? Uh, yeah, my bad. Fraud! I, I should have realized that. I don't, I don't know how a how you could have the Jets and the Dolphins <laughs> on the same list, but you are not really a fan. It's a fraudulent list, so I guess we'll accept it, even though it makes no sense. And those are my fraudulent five teams. Fraud! Fraud! Favorite teams. In the NFL. You're not going to buy. Now, let's be honest. You can't buy. A dolphin hat. You can. Look, look at the face. You can, can't I might. you? Well, we'll see how it goes, Jerry. We don't know how they're going to be. Did you, uh, don't they play the Bills this week? Oh, that's not going to be good. For their, <laughs> it might not, not be. That's not going to be good for their rankings. By the way, 
Uh, I saw um, uh, who's the uh, NFL Network guy we have on the radio station. Sometimes he was used to be on Musa Maggie all the time. Oh, um, the Columbia grad. Yeah, good God, I can't think of his name. Who's the guy, Eddie? Uh, the uh, the NFL Network reporter, the nerdy kind of guy. He's not nerdy. Oh, come on, man. Anyway, he tweeted out yesterday. He that somebody took Tua. The Ian high, Rappaport. Ian Rappaport. Yeah. He tweeted this out, but somebody did it. Somebody took, you know, because Tua, because he's a lefty, looks awkward, right? It, well, he has a weird throwing motion. He yes. has a weird throwing motion. Yeah. Somebody took the video and reversed imaged the video so he was throwing as a righty. Right. Was, the passes looked incredible. They looked like bullets. It was so. That's strange. It was so strange. That is weird. It was really cool to see. Hey, he I made, listen, it. he made really good throws yesterday. So yes, he did. Uh, you know what? Or Sunday. I'm sorry. So hey, good for him. And maybe they got something. The two and O Dolphins at home against the two and O Bill. And I can tell you right now, cool game. I know we wait till Friday. Yeah, you gotta be an idiot cool not game. to call that a cool that's game. That's 100 percent. And cool just game. to clear one thing up, as we said yesterday, because people continue to hit me with this on Twitter, just because there were great finishes Sunday does not mean they were cool games. They weren't. But, boy, the last five, six minutes of those fourth quarters are pretty damn cool. Right. That few minutes does not make a cool game. No, I was locked in late. I wasn't locked in for the whole game. Correct. Not a cool game. That's a good point, Jerry. Cool finish. That's a cool, right, cool finish. Alcoa presents fantastic finishes. With the Dolphins down 21. (laughs) That's right. You're right. Did you see the Las Vegas police? Yes. Are investigating a, do your... a fan <laughs> who supposedly smacked Kyler Murray in the face after the game. Well, so my guess, I didn't see this video. I my, did. So was it a bunch of Cardinal fans and then one disgruntled Raider fan? So he went running over in the back of the end zone. There was a group of Cardinal fans. Right. And, and he went running over there and was high-fiving everybody. And... That's where the smack happens. Now, he knows whether he got smacked in the face or not. I do not. You can't see. I can't tell if it was just a guy trying to touch him. Like, or if it just kind of grazed his hand, his yeah, face. Or did he see the guy, like, aggressively slap him? I don't <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of slaps. But it's enough that the police are investigating. They are, yeah. And yeah. he looked ticked off. For what he felt, well, maybe like. one of those old Oakland Raider fans made the journey. They were ticked <laughs> off, and they were going to get theirs. Yeah, hey, come here. <laughs> <laughs> right, he wanted this. By the way, I smacked Kyler Murray right across the face. Can you imagine going home and telling your wife? Yeah, when How was the, the cops game? come, well, I might be going to jail. Right. <laughs> what? What did you do? Mm, I slapped the quarterback. <laughs> Now, we did lose, but I did get to smack the opposing qu- quarterback right across the face as he was celebrating and I might go to jail. fans. That's very possible. Yeah. I could spend the night in prison. Yeah. So there, there's not a great angle with it, but in this case, I tend to believe. They'll the- have angles, though, in the stadium. That yeah, is a state-of-the-art right. stadium right. in Vegas that was just built a few years ago. There are cameras everywhere. Remember when we remember when we took that, um, we had that day... With Boomer and Geo and Jordan Davis, and we stopped yeah. at them, the mall, whatever that place was called. What was the name of the, that mall? Eddie, was the name of that mall in New York? Uh, he's not paying attention. Anyway, remember we went to the security room? Yes, there were cameras everywhere. There right. are cameras all over the place. Yeah. I guarantee you that the Raiders have a shot that will show what happened. If you ask me right now, knowing nothing else, do I believe Kyler Murray? 
who got smacked or Raider fan in the stands? Hmm, let me think. <laughs> I'll go with Kyler Murray for I'm, 500, right. Bob. I'm going to go with Kyler Murray on this one. All right, quick break, 552, soon to be 553, soon to be the Boomer and Geo program at 6. Right now on Odyssey Sports Minute, Amy Lawrence on the NFL. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry. The superheroes of WFAN. Back Mets win. They clinched the playoff spot. Bills and Eagles both won. And Aaron Dirge going for uh, Babe Ruth number 60 tonight. Potentially 61. Maybe 62. Who knows? Big night 63. We'll see. Jerry, did you see uh, Trey Lance put out a picture of himself uh, after surgery in the hospital room? Yeah. And he wrote such a positive message. I wish I could think like this. Be, uh, we need more love. What was it? What did the bill say? Choose love. Choose love. Was it choose love? No, but it was oh. like he goes, we will never understand why, but I trust that it's all part of his plan. Oh, of but course. at the end of this storm, there's a rainbow. <laughs> and you know who put the rainbow there? God. Fraud! Fraud! How positive. Like, I wish I could that actually. That is one thing that drives me crazy. Really think that way. Oh, it happened for a reason. WFAN. WFAN FM. WFAN FM HD1. New York. Always live on the free Odyssey app.